I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You wanted your file? I found you your file. You wanted out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blend. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost it right this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and you gotta break a few hearts at the Westons. Ah, and my name is Colin Drucker, and I'm giving it all to the Westons this week. Yes, the second annual. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, the second annual Westons, the, the episode I've been waiting for since about a year ago when we did the first annual Westons. Yeah, we were we were planning to do this sort of last week, and I'm so glad we didn't because I was sick last week. I don't know if you remember that Smash episode. I don't remember a thing. Um, so I'm glad that we waited a week. Our podcast anniversary was also last week, but, you know, I still feel that energy. Yeah, you know what? I would say it was worth the wait. I, you know, got to really think about my choices. I got to really think about, you know, like... How do I want to represent myself? How do we want to represent the year that we've had? Because that is what the Westons is. For anyone who doesn't know, it is our own little award show where we look back on the past year of episodes and in uh, a number of very important categories, identify um, not so much, you know, a single winner, but really a hall of fame of performances that we got to queen out about this year. It's really exciting. I going through this list uh is always such a joy and Colin has I have to, I have to give it all to Colin up front too because he has prepared some clips really you're the producer you're the host I mean we're both hosting in a way but uh, a lot of the legwork was done by you so uh, thank you in advance Colin for what oh. we're about to partake in it, it, it was just it was my honor I was just in hog heaven it was just so much fun and and you know I think you know it helps jog the noggin a little bit because, you know, we've had a year of uh, we've had a lot to talk about over the past year. So it helps to have a little little memory of uh, uh, just what we're celebrating. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think I think we should get into it. What do you say? Yeah. First category. What do we got, Colin? What do we got? Well, we are kicking things off with a, a, a category that was stacked last year, stacked this year. It is Best Supporting Sisters. And so our first inductee nominee uh, for the second annual Westons in the category of Best Supporting Sisters is Amy Schumer in The Humans. You'll find someone new. Hey, I'm serious. (laughs) You're going to find someone. Not with history. Carol knew me with acne. She, she helped me with my law school I, application. You, you're going to come out of this stronger. I oh, promise. Stop, Daddy. Stop lying to me. Just stop. Don't actually stop. Keep saying things to me. 
I love that line. I remember I was, I remember that's like from the trailer too, I uh-huh. feel. And I, I mean, again, we said it so many times, like it's, I think it's harder for a dramatic actor or actress to flip the switch to comedy than it is for a comedic actor or actress to turn on the drama. Yeah, I feel like it's it's always uh, kind of exciting when someone that you know is a comedic a comedic actor or actress like convincingly does something dramatic. And I think one of the reasons I'm I'm happy to induct Amy Schumer into the Hall of Fame of the Westons is I just didn't expect this. I didn't know I didn't know she had it in her, and so it was a, a pleasant surprise in a movie full of pleasant surprises. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert here, the humans, if there was an article that came out, you know, today, it would be like the humans and maybe a few other movies and TV shows sweep the Westons. Yeah, yeah, they're, you know, uh, get ready for more humans to appear. <laughs> yeah, so many humans. So many humans. <laughs> uh, our next our, our next nominee is Elizabeth Perkins in 28 Days. You want to know how I feel, Gwen? How I always felt around you. Small. You have this way. You know, it's that mom thing, that amazing gravitational force. Even when she was a mess, you know, the world noticed her. You have that. And I guess I figured that you always knew that. When I went back home, I started thinking, and maybe you don't know that about yourself. I mean, I mean, who would have told you? You know, not me. The only thing I ever told you is the pain in the ass you were. She makes it impossible not to love her. Uh, the hug. The hug the that hug. shouldn't have worked, but it did. The angles, they got it right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, 28 Days, a movie that I'm so happy we covered this year because I really, every time I revisit it, I'm like, oh, no, I love this movie. And so I'm happy to see it on the list. I was just talking to someone, and I I feel like it was, some, it was a movie we co- uh, covered. It could have been 28 Days. This might be going nowhere at all, but um, it was a movie that we covered. Oh, no, no, it was Kissing Jessica Stein. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who it was, but uh, we queened out about it because really I haven't met a lot of people in the world who have seen that movie and really know the deep cuts. And we talked about Tova. We talked about, you know, she's a really nice girl. She's and, really and nice girl. Whoever yeah. I was talking to, my gosh, I can't remember, you know, what I had for breakfast this morning, let alone last weekend. But uh I was just excited. Doesn't have anything to do with 28 Days, but, um, you know, we're we're doing, it felt like we were doing uh, some good work here on the podcast. <laughs> I think it's it's just on a similar shelf. I think 28 Days and uh, Kissing Jessica Stein are like yeah. movies where it's like, oh, you've seen that too? You know, and it's like, not everybody's seen 28 Days, you know? That's true. So. Um, we'll get to it, people. It's got It's a Weston winner, for God's sake. I know. Uh, next, speaking of Weston winners, uh, an, an old friend of the Westons, you know, uh, no stranger to the set, the first annual Westons, Margot Martindale, uh, who could also have won for Best Supporting Aunt, but we're seeing her as Meryl's sister in August, Osage County. Who knows this? I do, and you do. Uncle Charlie doesn't suspect? 
We've never discussed it. What? We've never discussed it, okay? Did Dad know? Yes. You know, I'm not proud of this. Really? You people amaze me. What, were you drunk? Was this just I some... wasn't drunk, no. Maybe it's hard for you to believe looking at me, knowing me the way you do all these years. I mean, I know to you I'm just your old fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart. There's more to me than that. Uh, I mean, Margo. I feel like Margo's going to be, a, you know, a stalwart. Every year at the Westons, Margo's going to pop up somewhere. Oh, yeah. She's like Jack Nicholson in the front row. There's always a seat for Margo. Uh-huh. She's sitting there with a big shit-eating grin wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Dowd right next to her. Oh, my God. They're, like, you know, pointing and laughing into each to each other yes. in the audience. Yeah. Love it. Uh, well, you know, speaking of pointing and laughing to each other, our final inductees are a double nominee and, you know, stretching the definition of sisters. But some of my favorite sisters this year were Mother Superior and Milagros from Holy Camp. Ugh, I I love that you chose that song. It's I mean you know there's so many moments. Obviously the moment Milagros is like pulling up her her socks and and crying. Uh, they're just they're oh, so good throughout. But this was just such a great little duet for the two of them. What a great time for the podcast too. I feel and I could be getting my timeline wrong, but I feel like Holy Camp kicked off the Pedro Almodovar month. Am I wrong in saying that? It definitely preceded it and probably, you know, maybe put yeah. the idea of like, oh, more Spanish language yes. things. Because you bring up an important point is that Holy Camp and Mother Superior and Milagros are the first of many Spanish language nominees this year. We are a very bilingual. This is La Westons. Ooh. <laughs> oh, La Las Westons. Las, Las Westons. There we go. There it is. <laughs> oh, I love oh. this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, really it is the, uh, the second... The second annual Lost Westons uh, in many cases. But uh, yeah, so uh, those are our best supporting sisters this year. Beautiful. What a great list. Yeah. Well, I have the honor in the next category of inducting a, a new batch of best assistants to the BSA, which if you don't know what an assistant to the BSA is by now, Good Lord. But I'll, you know, it's basically just that there's always a BSA and then there's always someone. It's more than a cameo, but it's a little less than a best supporting role. Maybe is, am I doing that right? Am I explaining that correctly? Yeah, it's one of my favorite categories because it is it's it's not quite a featured ensemble performance. It's not really a full BSA. It's in some ways it's like. It's almost the role I love even more than the BSA, if possible, is the assistant to the BSA. Uh, you know, yes. One of our first assistants to the BSAs was uh, assistants to the BSA was Terry Gar in Tootsie. Oh yes, and then we had um, I want to call her Jane Champion, but it's one of our Janes. Oh, from, uh, Jane Alexander. Jane Alexander, yes, from uh, uh, yep. 
Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, yes. I don't know why my brain. I almost said waiting for Guffman. Good. Yeah, waiting Lord. for Guffman. There it of is. course. Love her in that. Yeah, this oh. is really the the Jane Alexander uh, award for best assistant to the BSA in some ways. Yes. You know? Yes. And the first woman on our list is Dagmara Dominchik from The Lost Daughter, aka Sonia Morgan's Lost Daughter. My um, Lost Daughter. And I just rem- oh. I guess I'll stop. Sorry. Oh, I'll, I'll give us a little. You know what? Let's remind ourselves of, of uh, Daggy's performance. Yes. <laughs> we were saying before you couldn't be more than 40. Damn, you're lucky. What's your name? Leda. Nada? Leda. Leda. Leda what? Caruso. Oh, Caruso from Queens. I'm Callie. Callisto. It means the most beautiful. You're not going to have a bite. Not even one bite. Oh. How can you hold cake and not eat it? Mm. <laughs> it's good, right? It's really good. Yeah. You were saying. I I just remember her on the beach and that, like, wrap with the birthday cake. It's just she's given me instant best, you know, assistant to the BSA energy, really. I, I got to say, like, you know, going back and watching that scene on the beach and pulling this clip, I was like, wow, this is, oh, I love this performance. It's so good. It's so many close-ups. It's so many little, um, it's really, this is, this is the number one reason to rewatch Sonia Morgan's My Lost Daughter is Dagmara Dominchik because it it's, oh, and she just nails that accent. Oh my God. Yeah, I love effortless. this performance. Yeah. yeah. She's like, what do you mean? You're not going to have any cake? Like, yeah, I, how know, can you hold cake and not eat it? Yeah. There's like seven kids around her. There's one on the way. I, mm-hmm. I really love her a lot in that. Yeah. Well, the next inductee, I love this. This is something that you pulled, and I couldn't agree more. This is RuPaul in Broad City. Owen's a terrible waiter. I don't care if I wait. He's rich. His family's rich. He'll be fine. One of the shorter clips, but what more I love do you it. Need? I mean, you know? it sounds like he says, I was a terrible waiter, but he's talking about Owen, just for the record. Right, right. But it's, I mean, we queened out about this in the Moms of Broad City episode, but just when Rue does that, when he does that, that hyper-realistic kind of like self-interrupting performance, I just, I swoon. I just love it. Yeah, it's almost like he forgot his line and uh-huh. he's just riffing, but he's kind of getting the idea passed and his voice goes up an octave. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm I'm happy to see, but you know, a lot of men as well popping up, not just in the Queens this year. That is true. Our next inductee is Alan Tudyk from 28 Days. I killed the place. It's okay. I killed the place. Okay. You still have your dog. I don't even think he likes me. I don't want to. I just. What are you doing here? It's so good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beaming. I'm just beaming right now. Ugh. It's such a great. He's like laughing and weeping at the same time. Yeah. Oh, and and that is you know spoiler alert. That's the end of Twenty Eight Days. But it is. Top five, my top five favorite movie endings, and one of my other top five favorite movie endings will show up later. Oh my goodness! In the show, what so, a tease. so I wanted to mention that. Great. 
Well, our next inductee, the one and only, you gotta you gotta induct her into the Westons this year. We gotta give her some love. This is Thelma Ritter and Rear Window. Oh dear. We become a race of peeping toms. What people ought to do is get outside their own house and look in for a change. Yes, sir. How's that for a bit of homespun philosophy? The Reader's Digest, April 1939. Well, I only quote from the best. Oh, you don't have to take my temperature this morning. Quiet. See if you can break 100. You know, I should have been a gypsy fortune teller instead of an insurance company nurse. I got a nose for trouble. Could smell it 10 miles away. You heard of that market crash in 29? I predicted that. Oh, yes, how did you do that, Sean? Oh, simple. I was nursing a director of General Motors. Kidney ailment, they said. Nerves, I said. And I asked myself, what's General Motors got to be nervous about? Overproduction, I says. Collapse. When General Motors has to go to the bathroom ten times a day, the whole country's ready to let go. A queen of the BSA category. Uh... Oh, getting yeah. assistance to the BSA. I'll, I love it. I mean, that massage, I'll never forget it. It was so rough and terrible. But uh, I feel like if this movie was remade, and maybe we talked about it on this episode, maybe that's why it's in my brain, it would be Rhea Perlman in that, uh, in that oh, role, you know? Dare to dream. Oh. Dare to dream the, like, 1994 remake of Rear Window with Rhea Perlman. Yes. Because <laughs> that'd be, like, I, that'd be around the arrow where she, I mean, I guess she could even be older. But that's... I I don't know if Rhea Perlman continued to exist after the year 2000. I, know, I assume she's she did. there somewhere with Danny DeVito just yeah you know. shrinking by the day. <laughs> I, I just feel like she has a lot of little dogs. She has to, like you know, otherwise Sarah's the leader. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we've got one more in the category. We, do. we have last but certainly not least, we have Marisa Paredes. And all about my mother. And I, I, I just realized another one of my favorite endings. My three of my favorite movie oh, endings yeah. are in uh, the Westons this year. But first things first. Nina, me voy. Nina se casó, vive en su pueblo. También tiene un niño gordo y horroroso, feísimo, feísimo, feísimo. For those who don't speak Spanish, this is, of course, the very end of All About My Mother when uh, right before uh, Humo Rojo has to go out on stage, uh, uh, what's her name? I'm forgetting. Cecilia Roth's character asks about Nina, her former lover, yes. and Agrado explains, oh, no, she's moved to the country, had a baby, very fat, very ugly. And then Huma turns in the doorway and looks at them and says, I'll see you later. And that's the end of the movie. I love Ugh. it. Anyway, uh, that's, yeah. Well, that's the that's uh, that. assistance to the BSA, a great category and uh, a great batch of men and women. Yeah, congrats, ladies and gents. Yeah. Well, you know, let's mosey on down to a fun category, best talking through tears moment. Uh, you know, let's start with a name that, you know, let me be honest, uh, you will hear again. Uh, you know, move over, Margot Martindale. Uh, it's your old friend, Dan. 
you know, <laughs> yes. uh, also in sunglasses and laughing like a jackal. Uh, this is Anne Dowd in Mass. Well, you know, you what should, should we say? That, that when it happened, that, that, that some part of you wasn't surprised. We were surprised. We didn't know what happened. I still don't know. I came home from work and the phone rang. His friend called the house to see if he was there. I said, aren't you both in school? I, I didn't. He said he hadn't seen Hayden all day, that something happened, something was happening. I had no idea. Even when I turned on the television, I saw the school from, from, from above. I, I, what, what he could have been talking about. We didn't know. God, when Anne talks through tears, Jesus. Yeah, I love, I actually love listening to that. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. I mean, Mass, you know, is not a movie. You just pop in on a rainy weekend, but I feel like it's a movie. I can't wait to revisit it. Well, we have access to it on that Plex we account. We do, I know. That's where, because that's where I found it again. Take clips. I was like, oh, I have Mass. I always forget um, about Plex. It's a gold mine. Yeah. It really is. Uh, so, yeah. So, oh, God, Anne. She's just fucking incredible. But, you know, there may be more on her later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, bringing us back to uh, All About My Mother, once again, Cecilia Roth. Uh, this is, uh, just to give a bit of a context, this is towards the end of the movie when she confronts Lola, who Lola, who is the... Uh, who fathered her son Esteban, who was hit by a car and killed. And this is where she uh, tells Lola that uh, she's here in Barcelona to tell her that Esteban is dead. Está en Madrid, pero no puedes verle. Aunque sea de lejos, Manuela, te prometo que él ni siquiera me verá. Es lo último que te pido. No puedes verle. Manuela, por favor. Hace seis meses lo, lo atropelló un coche y lo mató. Vine a Barcelona solo para decírtelo. Lo siento. Lo siento. The drama. Yeah, yeah, this is a real upper of a category, uh, you know, um, but I do love how that scene is, even if you don't know what she's saying, I feel like it. it's like opera, like it comes yeah, through. The music really adds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, next up from our uh, early day, the, the BSAs, the early days of Grey's, here is the iconic Sandra O oh of Grey's Anatomy. Don't ever die. Our shortest nominee. <laughs> but what more do you need? It's like Rita you know? Moreno's acceptance speech. I can't believe it. And then she walked the Yeah, stage. that's it. You know, if we needed to back it up with anything, maybe. Clamp the Hylum so I can see. The woman is. Clamp the Hylum. Clamp the Hylum so I can see. see. Oh, God. She's so good. Uh, you know, not to be outdone. Also on Grey's Anatomy is uh, April, played by Sarah Drew. My name, my name is April Kepner. I'm 28 years old. I, I was born on April 23rd in, in Ohio. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. 
My mom, my mom is a teacher, and my dad is a farmer. Corn, corn. He, he, he grows corn. Their, their names are Karen and Joe. I have three sisters. Libby's the oldest. I'm, I'm next, and then there's Kimmy and Alice. I, I, I haven't done anything yet. I haven't. I've barely lived. I'm not finished yet. No one's loved me yet. Please, please, I'm someone's child. I'm a person. I'm a person. Oh, it's even better than I remember. Right? I'm somebody's child. Oh, she just like, it's it's great. It's a really great performance. Yeah, the way she chokes so. on corn is just, uh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then our final uh, inductee for Best Talking Through Tears, and this is a clip of a performance that is almost entirely in variations of tears. Uh, so, you know, I, I couldn't take a clip of her crying against the bedroom door. Uh, this, of course, is Lisa Gay Hamilton in Nine Lives. Holly, he talks about you all the time. Does he talk about that weekend in Palm Springs? What weekend? Ask him. Holly, all he wants no. to do is... Don't you patronize me. I've taught you how to read and write. You know better. I used to pretend that you were my baby and that we were gonna run off and live somewhere else. Isn't that amazing? The mind of a child. <sighs> uh, I I I love this performance. I've watched this scene like a hundred times, and it never gets old. And there's that way that she goes, "Don't you patronize me!" Like there's an accent to it that I don't know what that is or who told her to do that. If anyone did, yeah. but I. It just, it always resonates. A standout in Nine Lives. I've not gone back and watched that yet, but I, I'm excited to revisit that because I, I, I remember when we talked about it too, I was so uneasy because I just couldn't figure out what what was about to happen. So now that I do, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely worth a rewatch and definitely worth best talking through tears here at the Westons. Yeah, and that indeed is the best talking through tears category. Beautiful. Uh, congrats, ladies. Well, the Golden Globes have the Cecil B. DeMille Award, and although this isn't going to one person, we here at the Westons, we have, speaking of, the Rita Moreno Award for Excellence. And last year, this went to Pen15, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Last year, Pen15, which really just, I think we we got to really queen out on season two, and... uh, yeah, and, and I think it was a it was a special part of our of last year's uh, recapping. Yes, and this year the Rita Moreno Award for Excellence is going to Mass. I mean, how could it not? Mass was a moment that we were waiting for, and then it was a moment that happened, and then it was a moment to talk about and and then walk away from because Mass is a lot. And, you know, I'll tell you, going back and pulling some clips for Mass again for this episode, Mass, Mass, Mass. I just want one of those T-shirts. You know, it was kind of like a a fad where, like, uh, the first thing that I go to is, like, the cast of Schitt's Creek. It has, like, Alexis, Uh Laura, and David. I want, like, Martha 
and Anne and Jason and Reed and just see if anyone gets it. And if you do, if, as they say, if you know, you know. Oh, my God. I, I would love that. I mean, that a would be, bag, yes. A T-shirt. Clutch, yeah. Who knows? It, they, they really are. It is such an incredible movie. It is so, I think, like so much of what we get excited about on this podcast is just on full display in this movie. It is no surprise that you will hear us talking about this movie again uh, this week. But uh, overall recognition for writing and direction by Fran Kranz, by the entire cast, everybody's incredible in it. The music, the every the, the cinematography, the editing, everything about it is just correct. So what a um, what a time that was. And I remember I I think even just how excited we were about Martha Plimpton, too. Like it goes without saying that, like, she's the Tony Collette of that movie and of that Oscar season. And I I don't know. It was a weird time. You know, maybe it came out too early. We'll never know why it didn't get as many accolades as it did. But uh, it will always be number one in our hearts, especially that's. I mean, that's really one of my biggest takeaways is Martha Plimpton. I mean, everybody's incredible. Anne is a legend, but Martha Plimpton, and I'm glad we're bringing her up because here to accept the award, so to speak, uh, on behalf of the production of Mass Uh. is, it's a longer clip, but it is an amazing monologue written by Fran Kranz and performed by Martha Plimpton that I think is it is shocking that she didn't get an Oscar nomination for like the places she goes. I mean, obviously this, this it's almost the Martha Plimpton award for best supporting mom, you know, like because of what she does, but this is uh, one of her shining moments in mass, which I think is a nice way of honoring her and, you know, recognizing mass for the fucking monster of a movie that it is. But we had a dinner to go to. Jay's parents were visiting. So I said to him, do not get too dirty because we've got to leave the house by five. And he said, Mom, the dirtier you are, the better you are. (laughs) That's how you spot the best players on the team. They're the ones with the grass and the stains on their jerseys. And I said, It was so funny. I said, but shouldn't the good players not be tackled and fall on the ground so much? No, Mom. The dirtier you are, the better you are. Okay. You know, he was like that about everything. Just such strong opinions. Even if he didn't know anything about what he was talking about. <laughs> so, so it, it's five, or it's about to be. It's almost five. And he's still out back. And I'm about to just go down there and grab him, drag him, and drag him back when Sophie comes in the door. She followed Evan everywhere back then. She loved watching the boys play and goof around. And so she bursts in. And she says, Mom, oh my gosh, Mom, look at Evan. So I come around the corner and I see him and he is covered, 
head to toe in mud. It was absurd. It was. It was like he <laughs> just covered himself like a mud bath. It just it didn't really even make sense even. And I was I lost it. Evan, what have you done? He was completely unfazed. Yeah. Right? He played it cool. Mom, I told you. <laughs> the best players are the dirtiest. You know, I was so mad that then I was laughing <laughs> and holding him in the dirt, the grass, that smell, the wet leaves, the child on him. I could feel so much life. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, she's the best. She's just incredible. Like, she, like, oh my God. There's so many, like, I could go beat by beat on that monologue. Yeah. You know? In the detailed uh, episode that we need. Yeah, of just the, you know, the it's a momologue. Yes. You know? Oh, my God. How, how, how yeah. do we not come up with that term earlier? I don't know. It took years it to realize we don't have, we need to have a catalog, a category for momologues. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I need to go outside and have a cigarette because we have covered a lot of heavy stuff. And I think this might be a good time to take a little musical break sponsored by our uh, Patreon exclusive uh, coverage of NBC's disaster masterpiece, Smash. Smash. I don't know. It, it might be Lexington and 52nd Street. <gasps> I got to warn you. Ooh. So hurry, hurry, folks. We'll be right back. Hurry, hurry, step right up. See the star who lives for the spotlight. Turn the mics and cameras on, or she feels incomplete. Now before it hits the screen, watch us play the final scene right here. All right. Well, I think we got we got more awards to hand out. You know, I got a bunch of little bowling trophies over here. I need to be handing out. So, What's up next? Uh, so we've got best standout ensemble performance. The the Anna Devere Smith Award for best standout ensemble performance. Yes. Um, and this, of course, as we talked about earlier, is not quite an assistant to the BSA. Sometimes it's a tiny little role. Sometimes it's you know they have a couple of scenes. It's never really about them. But it's like, oh, I love that person. I remember them. They were great. So uh, our first inductee, uh, deja vu all over again. We're back in mass country. This is Brita Wool as Judy. I think that this might be the, the right one if we it's just put the, a little bit fine. of newspaper sure. in it. Sure, don't trouble it, yourself. Okay. Um, hi. Oh, oh did, they, did they leave? Yeah, they left, but thank you. Oh. They're a gift. They're ours, so... Um, I was just hoping to say goodbye is all. I didn't even introduce myself to them. Shoot. It's okay, I'm sure. It's fine. Yeah. No, I should have. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Thanks so much for giving us the space and for having us. It's really It's very... healing here. It really is. It's safe here. 
wherever you come from. That's such a moment for Judy because she is so the whole movie like, oh, God, let me find you a box. Oh, that's my lunch. Oh, you you know, she's such like a, you know, a, a flapping goose. And then in that moment at the very end of the movie, she has that like stone cold. It's safe here. And I just I love that that happens. Yeah, it's like I want to I want to say, you know, if it's it's just Fran Kranz and his writing too. like if that was meant to be an interruption when she says it's healing here. Um, Mm -hmm. or if that was a choice she made on her own either way uh it's brilliant and you know she she looks like uh phoebe waller bridge you know what Uh i mean she Uh has those like awkward tones but she is it's so nice to see her come back at the end too for this little moment yeah i'm i'm always so gooped by the fact that she's in the ending like she's in the most important scene in the movie and i think that's what an honor uh, well, speaking of ladies who are in the ending of a movie, uh, next up, uh, this is, of course, is not from the ending, but this is Priscilla Pointer playing Sue Snell's mother in Carrie. I think Carrie is in some of Sue's classes. Yes. Well, perhaps sometime she might like to visit. I'm here on the Lord's work, Mrs. Snell. Spread the gospel of God's salvation through Christ's blood. Yes, of course. I have something here I know is going to interest the doctor and you. The teenager's path to salvation through the cross of Jesus. I don't think Sue would be very interested in Oh, that. the children are wandering through the wilderness of sin these days, Mrs. Snell. My Sue is a good girl. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. Well, I'll drink to that. I don't know why the gays aren't saying these are godless times, Mrs. Snell. I was just thinking that. Another tote bag. I mean, really. Uh, yeah. I I like couldn't. I was like, that is an amazing quote. Like, the, these are godless times, Mrs. Snell. I love Piper Laurie, especially listening to, to just the audio. Like, when she goes into that almost like half yawn and like uh-huh. falls back into her throat. She does it so many times in the movie. I just. And after, I mean, I said it when we watched Carrie that this is, I feel like a top five, top 10 BSA performance for me. It still stands, uh, still stands true. It's a, uh, it's a great performance. Yeah. Yeah, It's a great performance. It's so, I love how it just keeps tiptoeing on the line of camp, but like she just commits and commits and oh, it's a great, it's such a good performance. I love it. Um, I mean, it needed to lose to Beatrice Strait because that's my French vanilla fantasy, but it is what it is. You gotta uh, break some hearts. You gotta break some hearts at the Westons and, yeah. and at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, our next, our next inductee is the one of the only ones we have without a clip because it really is about a very specific visual moment. But this is uh, Paloma Garcia Lee playing Grazi in West Side Story, uh, and she is uh, what Riff's girlfriend? Is that a character? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's very much an ensemble kind of. You know, has a couple lines here and there, but. What I loved about the remake was that in the scene at Valentina's at the store, the the attack on Anita, um, it's this great little nuance where Grazia and other girlfriends get pushed out of the store and the, the door is closed and locked on them. And like Grazia's like at the window, like wide eyed. And it's such a, a micro moment of like, oh, this is a different like the Venn diagram of like, yeah, they're on different like sides, but these are both women in this world, you know? I love it. It was in the trailer. I, I feel like it was like this, like 
drum hit in like the the trailer where she pounds and mm-hmm. it's even made better by the fact that uh Paloma Garcia Lee and Ariana DeBose are like besties in real life so to mm-hmm. really watch your best friend I, there's just she really made it a moment yeah it was it was the perfect example of a micro moment that like is one of the things I think about when I think about that movie yes Oh, I love that. That's like the reason I'm going to rewatch West Side Story is to see that moment. Ooh, I love that. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, next up for best standout ensemble performance, one that was, I think, kind of surprised the two of us of like, you know, this one just stuck to me was uh, the perfect casting of Nick Adams in Fire Island. I wanted to talk to you about Will. Okay. <laughs> Why? He's such a great guy, right? And like, so rich. He owns a huge house in the hills. I think he comes from money. He's got like that rich prep school kind of trauma. That's why his voice is so deep. Plus he's like kind of hot, right? Sure. So you do think he's hot? Damn it. I mean, it's crazy, right? I'm not normally into like that kind of guy, but like what kind of guy, like an Asian guy? Oh my God, I did not say that. You said that. Don't project that on me. I actually really love that he's of a different culture. Plus, I think his mom's white. <laughs> so much packed into that. So much. Don't project that on me. Oh my god, he's it, it's such an it, it's a great role in that movie. It really it's it's a great ensemble performance. I mean, the Pride and Prejudice equivalent is Caroline Bingley, who is yeah. so deliciously cunty and shady, but like it's a villain you love to hate. Uh, uh-huh. as well and I think he captures that beautifully and it's like there's like almost that mean girl's tone like where where he tricks him into saying like oh so you think he's hot right right yes. yeah yeah it's really I I that was one of the things that really stood out to me of like oh I'm, I'm glad that role existed I'm glad that dynamic was there so. and just he's so beautiful he is I couldn't imagine anyone else in that role yeah, like to a point of almost like just plucked, you know, like plucked and tanned, and it, it's so, it, it's so exactly who that person is. So, yes. uh, well, brava. our brava, uh, Ms. Adams, our <laughs> final uh, best stand on ensemble performance. I don't know what it is about Leanne and Smash, but Jennifer Akita in Smash. I'll tell people you can cover shifts, and maybe in a few weeks you can ask them to put you on the schedule officially. Perfect. What happened with the Maryland workshop? Uh, you know, it's sort of, I don't know, <laughs> in that nothing's happening but anything could happen kind of place. Exactly. Sometimes they stay there forever. What, what happened, Leanne? What are you not telling us? Leanne's got some trauma. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, uh, Karen's got an orange juice commercial, so don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Karen Cartwright. Karen Cartwright! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, those are our standout ensemble performances. Uh, congrats, ladies and gent. Congrats. Oh, my goodness. We're getting, I don't want to say home stretch, but these categories are heavy hitters. We have the next category is the best going to a 27 scene. And Colin, how would you describe going to a 27? This is where you're just ringing the rag out. This is where it's just, it is, uh, you know, Tony Collette and Hereditary at the dinner table is like, that is what going to a 27 is. It's when an actor yes. is just, you know, giving it all to Justin. Uh, I will say, and I didn't tell you this, but I did add one on I here. I see it. 
but I see it I, in the envelope as I'm opening yes, it up. Yes, I felt like it was a last minute as I was pulling clips. I thought, you know, this would be good representation. <laughs> yes, I'm excited for it. All right. Well, we we ta- we spoke about her earlier, but it goes without saying. The first inductee is Martha Plimpton in Mass. So I I do I forgive him. <laughs> Because I can't live this way anymore. Sweetheart. No, I can't. We can't. Okay. We don't sleep. We don't breathe. We don't see each other anymore. And I want to. I want to. Okay? Because I can't hold on to this any longer. I can't. It's not him. It's not. It's just this terrible pain for wishing for a different past. And I can't let it control my life anymore because if I do, I'm afraid I'll never see him again. And I need to. I know that I will. I know I'll see him. I know I'll hold him against me if I can just forgive, if I can love again. So I do. I do. Maybe we should just change this award show to the Plimptons. You know? I mean, I and really, spoiler alert too. There's there's such a variety of going to a twenty-seven in this category. This is this might be my favorite category because of all. I mean, you know, uh, again, I'm spoiling things, but this is like an emotional twenty-seven as opposed to like a roaring, uh huh, screaming twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. This is just like oh god, like the, it's crying so hard you can barely get the words out. Kind of twenty-seven. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, she's sensational. All right. Our next inductee is Elpidia Carrillo from Nine Lives. What am I going to do now? She won't be here for another Calm month. Calm down, Sandra. What the hell do I supposed to do now? First thing you're going to do is take your hand off my arm. Then you're gonna I calm need down. to talk to the girl. You can go back to your Why is it that I can't talk to my own daughter? Why don't we just go Why is it I can't talk to my own daughter? Why is it Keep your voice down, Sandra. All right, that's it. Go. A little bit more Las Westons there at the end. Yes. Not to take away from Elpidia in this scene, but this, this like the, the tone of voice, this, the same energy I feel when I'm yelling at Lucy, my new dog, uh, when she's biting the couch cushion, when I'm just like, I let her go and I let her go. And then she goes to a 27 and then I... T- I turn into that guy and I handcuff her and she's like, please, please, don't put please, me in my crate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, this is I, a performance. I get, I've also loved this performance and there's another part yeah, towards the great. end where she goes to a 20 to a 28, but I just did want to have, you know, uh, extended clips of a woman screaming on a yes. podcast. But I just, I've always been, Ever since I saw this movie for like the first time, I've been obsessed with the way she goes, why, why? Yeah. Oh, it's so cathartic. She is, you know, as, as the kids say on Twitter, she's saying it with her full chest, you know? Ooh, I don't even know that phrase. I feel so old, but uh, I'll know, take your word yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm sure. And, and Elpidia, you know, congrats. Congrats. Yes. All right. Here we have another one. This is Chandra Wilson from Grey's Anatomy. Dr. B? 
There's a hum. Elevators make when they're on. There's a hum. There's no hum. What does that mean? It means the elevators. They're off. The elevators are working. The elevators are waiting. Shh. Waiting to get Stop. to the alarm. Turn the elevators back on. Stop, please, Dr. P. What are we gonna do? All that you will Oh my goodness. I you know one of the highlights of our BSA is the early days of Grays, but I just I I I love how it's a character that we uh, we don't see. I think I can't imagine ever go to this extreme on the uh, on the show up to this point. I don't know. I'm not a uh, fully seasoned Grey's watcher, but I feel like it is one of Bailey's most 27 moments in the entire series. Yeah, I would I would imagine that you're correct. It is. I, I just love that Mandy Moore in that scene keeps calling her Doctor B. What a dweeb! I but know. like, fine. Like I would say Miranda. I would scream. She's like Doctor yeah. B. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you know, she's pooping in a bag, you know, That's she's got true, her, yeah. she's got her, she's distracted, you know. She is. Uh, love you, Chandra. I don't know how you didn't get an Emmy, but uh, you got a Weston. You Westin. got a Weston, right. yeah. All right, next, going back to Carrie, we have Sue Snell herself, Amy Irving. Yes, my th- uh, third on the list or uh, you know the third favorite ending we'll be uh listening oh, to yes. and discussing and this is amy irving and the entire movie going to a 27 and priscilla pointer is in here as well so yeah. uh let's let's let them do their thing <laughs> I just love that that ending goes on like 10 seconds longer than it needs to. And that's why I love it. It just, this is an ending going to a 27. Yeah. And again, it's so interesting to listen to these two because the music doesn't stop even when she's awake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And keeps going. Yeah. I just, I love this Pino Donaggio score. I think this is, uh, oh my God. I, I could watch this over and over. It's just so incredible. My favorite detail is that, Priscilla Pointer is Amy Irving's real life mother. And yes. so at one point while they're doing the scene, you can see her instead of going, Sue, it's okay. You see her saying, Amy, it's all right. And they like mute out her saying Amy. But if you look closely, you can see her mouth saying Amy. And I think that's so oh, I love cool. that. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. uh, well, next we have a classic Miss Julia Louis Dreyfus in Seinfeld. Ugh. You'll never make it. Don't say that. Well, it, it takes 45 minutes to get. <laughs> takes 45 minutes to get there. That'll only leave me five minutes to get to the plane. Shut up and pack. And then what if I don't make the plane? You'll have already left. Then what do 
I do? You're talking too much. Where's my sweater? What? My brown sweater. What? What sweater? My brown sweater. I got a brown sweater. Here, here. You want a sweater? You want a brown sweater? You got a brown sweater. That's not mine. I can't take your sweater. I mean, the brown sweater dance that forever oh. will live in my mind. I had forgotten about it till I was taking the clip, and I was like, God, this is so good. The brown sweater dance is so funny. It's such a choice. <laughs> She's yeah. so good. So good. Uh, it's so good. And I love, again, as you're saying, like the variety of performances here. Yeah. Like, I like that a comedic 27 is here. Yes. Amen. Well, last but not least, a last edition. I can't wait to see what we dug up here. We have... The Houston family from Smash. Why did you tell him we were fine? I knew you said it was done and we were fine. It is done. It's over. It'll never happen again. Too late, Mom. He's leaving. What? He's packing up and leaving. Frank, no. No, come on. Come on, don't. We're still a family. Okay, I made a terrible, terrible mistake. But that doesn't mean that... Frank, hold on a second. For heaven's sake, just stop it. We have to talk about this. Okay, let's talk. Tell me the whole story. Tell me about when it started. Tell me how long it went on. I, Tell I, me about before. Before? Yeah, before. About how it happened before. Leo, your father and I need some privacy. No, you don't get to decide how this goes. Whatever you thought before was wrong. You thought that this would be okay. You thought that cheating is nothing. You thought he'll never find out. You thought he'll forgive me. You thought it doesn't mean anything. Don't, please don't tell me what I think. And please, please, please don't go. We need... Don't we need go, it. Dad. Please. Don't go. <laughs> I mean... Besides that last like f- those five seconds, it's a it's a great scene. Even Leo it at the is. beginning, I'll give it to him. Yeah, no, they all are really. I mean, you know, in that scene, uh, what I think maybe we talked about it with with Amanda, but I noticed it again watching it. How like there is some they really wanted to use the tracking shots in that scene. Like, there's a lot of traveling through the yes. house camera work. Yes, um, and yeah, Brian Darcy James is just. Beatrice Strait. It's just, it's so good. I, I really enjoy the scene, and I, it wouldn't be smashed without Leo at the end. Don't go, don't go, Daddy. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, congrats to all of those nominees, our inductees rather, and in going to a twenty-seven. You're a twenty-eight in our books. Yeah, a hundred points from us. Yes. Ten out of ten. Um, well, it is time for us now. This is always a fun uh, segment of the Westons that we we kind of earmark actors throughout the year uh, and hope they make it to the final list. But this is uh, where we crown our male queens. It is the actors who um, may not be actresses, but we love them as if they were. Yes, that's a perfect description. Why don't you kick it off, Colin? Sure. So first off, Best Supporting Actor from this uh, most recent Best Support, best Picture, Coda, Troy Kotzer. Okay, Coda. Okay, Coda. <laughs> okay, Coda. Uh, love him. I mean, that truck scene, it's just a, a permanent Jesus. fixture in my mind. Yeah, I'm so happy he won. It was such a great little performance and a great little movie. It really was. Next, Shay, get in here. We have Dan Hedaya from Clueless. And amongst every other 90s movie, you know, he's he's a legend and we love him. 
Oh my God! You know when he tells uh, uh, Ty to get out of his chair, get out of my chair. <laughs> I mean, he's just so fucking funny. Mm, meat when he wants to eat that sandwich. Yeah. Oh my God! I love Dan Hedaya and Clueless. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, truly an absolute empress uh, of a queen. Uh, we celebrated him all month long in May. Pedro Almodovar, just a, a legend. A legend. I that was such a fun month. I I loved all of those movies. I can't wait to go back and watch Volvera one of these days because that that was my favorite. I mean, but again, a lot of them are just so. Uh, it's neck and neck, really, that month. Yeah, it was a really fun one. We, you know, I, I felt like we were a little, you know, we we had to kind of like, I don't know. It, it felt like we were we were doing art movies. You know what I mean? I feel like I had to think a little, you know? Yeah, it took a lot of mental energy there, mental mm-hmm. uh, and emotional energy. But it's, there's such great movies, such a great watch. Well, next we have, and again, another actor who's just been in everything. He was in The Savages. He's so good in The Savages, The First Wives Club, Working Girl. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, this is Philip Bosco. Oh, you know, it, it, it's only a matter of time till we do It Takes Two on this podcast. <gasps> and he is indeed... Don't tease me. Yeah, he's the butler. And he's he's Philip Bosco. He's great in everything. And, you know, I, I always think about... When I think of Philip Bosco now, I think about that scene in the First Wives Club, that musical cue in the First Wives Club that I always associate with, like, him in a limo pulling up. And it's like... That was one of my favorite parts about the first Wives Club episode is you <laughs> singing that and reminding us because it's so good. It's so true, it's too. It's so funny. It's so like, I feel like I've seen it in a hundred movies, you know? Yes. Uh, well, our next inductee uh, is also someone I think we've, you know, we'll probably also spend even more time eventually in, when we maybe do an Aaron Brockovich episode. Yes. But, uh, you know, a, a, a BSA, Best Supporting Actor nominee, that I love as if it was Best Supporting Actress. Truly, his performance in Aaron Brockovich is so fucking good. Uh, but Albert Finney. Uh, a queen. He really is. A queen. Who we, we talked about, of course, this year in Big Fish. Yes, of course, of course. So our next queen, um, I, I just remember being him being a standout in, um, oh my goodness, here we Belfast. go. Belfast. Belfast. So it went so fast I missed it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's Kieran Hines as uh, the grandfather. I just remember that like alley scene. He's like in the back alley. And really a lot of uh, sort of like I would love to see him and Albert Finney play brothers, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, and he had great scenes with Judy Dench. He oh, was yes. a he was a, a nice uh, like someone who I feel like I'd known his name, but I don't feel like I'd ever really actually watched a movie with him. Yeah. And yeah, there's just those guys where I'm like, oh, I just love him. Yeah, hats off to you, Kieran. Hats off. And speaking of men I just love and who we heard a little bit of in our uh, our clip of uh, Amy Schumer in The Humans, but Richard Jenkins, who, of course, was the father in The Humans, and I, I, is kind of one of those actors where he's like the Alice and Janney of actors. If he's in something, I'm excited, you know? I feel like he's got an Oscar in him one of these days. I feel like it's been... I'd love to see him in a good supporting role. I feel like he could be, um, oh, like an Alan Arkin type, you know? He's just mm-hmm. going to come out one year and mm-hmm. surprise everyone. I really like him, and he's done so much and can do so much. He's versatile. Yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like what's his name? The guy who won for Whiplash. Uh, oh, J.K. Simmons, of course. J.K. Simmons. Yes. I kind of feel like there's a. It's a different kind of actor, but a similar trajectory. Yes. You know? Well, gentlemen, congratulations! You you joined the ranks of John Goodman and Tracy Letts and and Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony, and um. There's probably so somebody else. More. Yeah, yeah. We Stanley Tucci. Queens. Stanley I don't know Tucci. Why. Yeah, there's just so many. But uh, yeah, so congratulations, gentlemen. Thank you for breaking through the mold. Yes, thank you for your service. All right. Well, our next segment is one that I am particularly excited about. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. So uh, it's something that was almost as impactful as Mass this year for us, not only in our personal lives, but on this podcast was the Real Housewives of New York City. Mm. We, you know, it all started with a Best Supporting Assignment where you asked me to watch Scary Island, and then I reported back that I had watched Scary Island and the rest of season three, (laughs) and I was off to the races. And then from there, it turned into the Rondi Reed Roni Roundup, and it, it grew and grew until finally we had even an episode with Jen from Real Housewives Recaps yeah. where we did the BSAs of Roni. So it's this has been a significant part of our of our lives on and off this podcast. I know that episode was so much fun with Jen too, and I'll never forget that her number one was Luann, and I remember being shocked by that. And now I kind of get it, Jen. I really mm-hmm. do. I think there's such a you know, you kind of have to, and maybe I hadn't reached the end of the series by that point. I guess I had, but, um, you know, going back, it's, Luann is amazing. And so are the it, rest of these women. Yeah, it really is. I mean, honestly, I was thinking about that episode and I was, and I think even Jen had said, like, you know, your allegiances will change, you know? That's and true. I feel, I feel like oh if gosh. we were to do this again, I would have a new ranking for a lot of them. Sonia's on top. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that certainly prevails. Um, So I put together, I thought, how do we honor really a show that is all about BSAs? And so I put together a montage, a Roni montage that by no means captures all of the greatest moments and there will be omissions. This is more capturing the out of context chaos that is Roni. So if you'll indulge me, this little project is uh you know i, I give it wait. all to justin i, I give it wait. all to sonia oh. here we go john john kennedy i got you baby madonna Bye. oh my gosh you look like you're dead wake up get up that's bad that's bad hi what? surprise you gotta be kidding how could you do this to me of course you Chicken in your purse. There's a vibrator in the chicken. No, don't put that in. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're a horror chef. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. She's starting. Yeah, I'm drinking, Luann. Put the dog down. Put the dog down. Sonia, oh my put God. The, put dog the dog down. I don't care if you are the biggest heroin order, or heroin addict, prostitute. I would never shame you. <laughs> I would invite you to my house and say, What's going on? I'm literally f***ing miserable. Oh, I'm going to f*** house with you. You don't touch those f***ing ladders. You're missing her pain. You're not getting it. It's so sad. Oh, I thought that was funny. I didn't. Sweetheart, I love you. Can you
wet. Did I ask you to get me wet? No. <laughs> what about when you attack Gwyneth, my friend Gwyneth? Who's Gwyneth? Paltrow? Just a ravioli at her, and I don't care. Is this yours? I just peed on it. I that's mine. Oh, no. Let me finish, and then I'll close my no, eyes. No, close your eyes first. I'll and make talk. you a deal. Let, okay, all right. Close I'll close eyes. my eyes and talk. Okay? Clip. I need a telephone. I want to call up. I can have a heart attack. You guys are crazy. I'm out of here. Oh my goodness! What a <laughs> treat! I, I I should have been taking notes as you did it because you really you've really outdone yourself. So many good moments. Oh, it just, you know, I, it, and of course, you know, I, all I can think of is the 10,000 other moments I wanted of course, to capture. Yes. And, but it was just like, okay, let me work with these. And then I kept moving them around. I mean, I, I played with this for, I had such a good time with this little montage. So. Oh my God. Um, a few highlights is just, I picture Sonia holding the dog, which made me uh-huh. well. That Dorinda sort of, it's not even a monologue, but you know, it's a, a sort of short monologue. I think she's talking to Carol. Was she? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. The, the, what did she say? Prostatology. Prostatology. You know, if you were uh, the on the street, yeah. Oh, Prost- if you were the heroin, heroin addicted, pressed on the street, yeah. So good. I mean, there. Uh, I it just brought me back to to you know when we were experiencing it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What it just it's and out of context, like it's like yeah, it, this is. It is chaos. It is absolute chaos. It's it's insane. Um. <laughs> it's so good. Bravo, sir. That was. I I think I might listen to that. Send me that clip. I'm I will. Listen. Yes. Oh my. Gosh. I will. I listened to it about a thousand times just to like get it down. And the and music. I, it's timed oh. out perfectly. <laughs> My favorite clip was towards the end when Sonia says, is this yours? I just peed on it. And then you hear Ramona say, it was mine. Oh, no. (laughs) I love that Dale made it in there. Don't curse. Dale? Don't curse. Yeah, Dale got in there. Yeah. Yes, I'm Um, drinking Luann. Yeah, that one I knew needed to be in there. Uh, So so many. And again, there's like 6,000 more, but uh, you chose some really good ones. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, for any of our listeners who do not have any interest in The Real Housewives of New York City, I hope that gave you some impression of why we love it. Yes. Yes. Well, it's hard to top a Roni montage, but here we are. This is uh, this is really, truly the home stretch. I feel. Uh, the categories, the stakes have never been higher here. And, and uh, Colin and I are going to, we're going to take turns with this one. This is Best Supporting Friend, and I'm going to kick things off by reading our first inductee, who is Antoinette Crow Legacy from Passing. Come out of it, whatever it is. You look like the second grade digger. I'm not quite feeling up to par. The weather, I guess. Buy yourself an expensive frock, child. It always helps. I have been trying to get her alone all afternoon. Claire! In some ways, yes. this could be a best standout ensemble performance, but I I remember it, it, it her as the friend. You know, it's a small yes. role. She's really only in like three scenes, but uh, oh, I just wanted so much more of her. Yeah, I mean, she wears that fabulous like green coat with the brown fur as she's walking with Tessa Thompson, who also, I mean... This movie is so good. I'm so glad we covered it because it can easily have been one of those movies that I was like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But I I loved it. And and Ruth Nega, lest we not forget. 
Yeah, when I was I was kind of playing through it a little bit when I was looking for clips, and I was like, God, this movie's beautiful. Yes. And uh, this character of Felice, she has this great moment towards the end because Ruth Nega's white husband barges into that party they're having at the apartment, and yes. you know, and he starts getting really angry, and it's Felice who gets up in his face and says, "You know, watch it. You're the only white man here." And I just yes. was like, oh, Felice. Uh, but she's really just a great little character. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy to, for her to rep- represent passing here. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And Andre Holland, that voice, Velvet. Uh-huh. Oh, I, playing her, uh, her husband, Brian. Her husband. Yes. Oh, God. He's so hot. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Well, our next best supporting friend is uh, someone who also appeared in Holy Camp as the as the camp cook and appears here in Volver. It's Maria Isabel Diaz Lago. Pues en ir y volver nada más se nos va a ir toda la noche. Ya te dije que te pagaría por horas. Solo por acompañarte. Por acompañarme hasta el río, abrir una zanja, enterrar el frigorífico y no hacer preguntas. Mira, mundita, yo te agradezco la confianza. Ay, pero mi vida ya está bastante complicada. Bueno, yo no tengo trabajo, no tengo papeles. Tengo que hacer la calle para poder sobrevivir. Coño, vieja, me podrías haber preguntado. No te lo estoy preguntando ahora. Dime cuánto. No, me tenías que haber consultado. Bueno, pues... Dame las noches. And she played sort of like the town prostitute who helps Penelope Cruz's character... Uh, get rid of this freezer that has a body in it. And uh, in this scene, she's um, Penelope Cruz's character is explaining to her, like, I need you to help me bring this out, you know, into the woods and dig a hole and bury it. And she's like, you know, kind of like, well, why, why didn't you tell me that? You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm just a prostitute. I'm just a hustler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. as Southern once said, um, but it's, you know, I love this because it's, it's such a like, it's such an uh, an Almodovar kind of thing where like a, a small supporting female role gets to have an integral part of the plot. Oh yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about like who's the friend that you you're gonna call to bury the body, and she's like, "Bitch, let's go." Like yeah. she she puts out her cigarette and she's like, "All right." And as two women, care like this this huge refrigerator, and they just do it themselves. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. So. Uh, what a good, what a good amiga. That's right. And speaking of good amigas, we have Ariana DeBose in West Side Story. Tell Tony. You tell that murderer. Maria ain't coming. Gino, you found out about them, Tony and Maria. He shot her. Maria is dead. You tell him that. Oh my gosh, yes. I I, I got a message for your American buddy. I know, because it's like that. There's so much. I, I just, I really have to give it to her for really, I know the, the script had some tweaks too, but like to really just throw everything, not throw everything, but like, not do an imitation of what Rita Moreno did and just the choices she's making. And you tell him that. Yeah. It's very different from the Rita version. And it really, it's great. I'm watching this clip again. I was like, Oh yeah, it's so good. She is really good in this movie. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, 
Antonio San Juan as best supporting a grotto is next from in all about my mother uh, for a little bit more of Lost Westons. This is a little clip where she, you know, the, the show will not be going on uh, of a streetcar named Desire at the theater where she works. And so uh, she's like, for anyone who wants to stay, I'll, I'll tell you my life story. And so this is just a little clip of her uh, monologue towards the end that, you know, in, in translated as a very beautiful speech, but yes. it's all about because the whole speech is about her transition um, as a trans woman and about like doing what you need to do to become your authentic self. Bueno, lo que les estaba diciendo que cuesta mucho ser auténtica, señora, y en estas cosas no hay que ser rácana, porque una es más auténtica cuanto más se parece a lo que ha soñado de sí misma. A grotto. She's such a queen. She's such a like. She's yes. so like. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say hardy. You know what I mean? Like she's so plucky. She she goes through so much, but just kind of bounces right back. You know? Yeah. Speaking of like the girl you're gonna call to bury the bodies, I feel like she falls in that category. She is just. I love her journey in that movie. I love that. Like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong too, but I feel like that that was like the start of her being in a show or something, or didn't it like take off or like, uh, I feel like there was some sort of success that followed her after that. I feel like it was, I feel like maybe it was like a, you know, a, a personal success because Cecilia Roth's character eventually is in the show as Stella one night. And I feel like, you know, a grotto is, is Huma's assistant. And so I feel like this is like, I don't know. It's an interesting yeah, maybe I'm kind just of remembering wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a personal success, I think, when she has this night. Yeah. Uh, love her. Well, I was going to make a joke about she is not a virgin who can drive. Uh, I don't know, but I just couldn't think of it. <laughs> Next up, we have Brittany Murphy and Clueless. Hang with us. Oh, thank you. How you like California? Man, I'm freaking. I could really use some sort of an herbal refreshment. Oh, well, we do lunch in 10 minutes. We don't have any tea, but we have Coke and stuff. No shit, you guys got Coke here? Yeah. Yeah, this is America. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, you guys have Coke here? (laughs) I hope not sporadically. Her bouncing her shoes on the couch. Yep, Mentos commercial. Yeah, she's so good in that movie. She's so good in everything. She's just... Uh, Queen Brittany Murphy. I feel like she may have even been in the Westons last year. I was just gonna say, yeah, let's for maybe a you know ensemble performance because I would not be surprised if she was. I'm looking now. Yeah, just did a little it... Control F action on our doc, but I I don't see her unless. Wow. I... Well, you know, I le- I heard somewhere once that. You got to break a couple of hearts at the Westons. And last right. year we had to break our hearts about Brittany Murphy and how wonderful she was and, and dropped it gorgeous. And so finally some recognition as Ty and Clueless. Yes, I love that. And our final best supporting friend, and I just, I, I'm watching it emerge before my very eyes as we cover Smash on Patreon, but... My love for Christian Borle has grown in so many surprising ways, including his beautiful friendships on Smash. And so that is our final inductee, is Christian Borle in Smash. Tom! 
Hi. <laughs> Thanks for meeting me here. Oh, I'm so glad you called. Oh, I know, I should have called sooner. No, no, no. I know there's all kinds of stuff to be sorted out after these workshops. <laughs> You've been swamped, I'm sure. Oh, you were so great, and I know it's just completely nerve-wracking not to hear. Well, I know you were working. So, tell me what's going on. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't read the blogs. Why? Did they say something mean about me? Oh, they just complain in general, and so we're working and writing, and Derek has some crazy ideas, and... Eileen wants to go with a star from Marilyn. She does. I mean, who knows when or if we'll keep going or what will happen if we do, but right now they're thinking to get this to Broadway, we need a star. Of course they do. You were wonderful. You are wonderful. But I'm not a star. You know you can come back to heaven on earth. Whenever you're ready. Tom. Tom. I love Tom. And yeah, truly, Tom and Ivy's relationship is one of my favorites on the show. It's It, it feels very real and very realized and believable. And, you know, I'm just having a love affair with Tom Levitt and Christian Borel right now. So I knew it would happen. I, I it just, did. I, I can't wait to go back and like re-listen to our Smash episodes and how you're like, I don't know. I don't get uh. it yet. Turned my nose up at him so hard. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, and those are, are you know. Thank you for being uh, a friend, uh, ladies and gent. And uh, you know, let's carry on. We have actually two more categories before we get to our BSA of the year. Oh my goodness! Well, what do we have next, Colin? So this is a category. This is a new category this year. We did not have this last year. This is best ensemble. Because, you know, we just we covered a few things this year where it was like, how could I pick anybody? Like, they're all great. We just need to, you know, spread the love. And so uh, best ensemble, you know, it might be some some familiar names on here. Our first inductee is the ensemble cast of The Humans, which includes Beanie Feldstein and Stephen Yun and Richard Jenkins and Jane Howdyshell and June Squibb and Amy Schumer. Uh, so here is just about everybody having a, a fun dinner conversation. <laughs> oh, okay. On Christmas, <laughs> Mama always delivers a traditional Irish toast. It's, an- uh-huh. it's ancient, right? Yeah, it's ancient and it's beautiful. But <laughs> one year, Amy's mind was in the gutter. I was yeah. 12. <laughs> Ever since... The blessing sounds kind of dirty to us. No, to you guys, it sounds dirty. (laughs) What's the blessing? May the virgin and her child lift your latch on Christmas night. Not you two, Red. (laughs) They don't get it. We get it. We just don't agree. (laughs) I first thought latch lifting was some kind of sexual position. Mom, ew. No, I'm serious. I thought maybe it was like scissoring or something. Oh my god! I'm never telling you anything. Again. You must never say the word scissoring ever again. <laughs> 
speaking of a great dinner scene. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great little dinner scene. Um it really is. What a great movie. And like a Thanksgiving movie. We don't have too many of those. No, I know. I feel like um did we do Home for the Holidays on this podcast? Oh, we podcast? did. Yeah, we that's did. right. We, we did. did. So the humans in Home for the Holidays have been our, our Thanksgiving movies. And maybe we'll even throw in, you know, just for that one clip only, Hello, My Name is Doris. Oh, you're right. That is a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, oh, in a way. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, you got two kinds of stuffing. You got real cranberry sauce. <laughs> Time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, congrats to the cast of The Humans. Uh, and we have our next best ensemble, which is the cast, I, I love this, is the cast of Stepping Out. It's too fast. It's exactly the way it was last week. Uh, no, I mean it was slower last week. Uh, it doesn't affect me, but... It was definitely slower. Definitely. Definitely, yes. Wasn't it, Jeffrey, wouldn't you say? Oh, I, I think the last that it was a little. Just... You were playing it too fast, dear. Anyone else? You don't you have any suggestions? No, I. All right, this is going to be the one. Here we go, Glenda. And five, six, seven, eight. Step. Ah. I mean, uh, yeah. we have Liza, Shelley Winters, Jane Krakowski, really kind of maybe an oversight in our queen category is Queen Bill Irwin. I mean, he's in Rachel Getting Married. He's an alumni oh, of this podcast. I think he might even, we might even have to do like a late entry. Yes. Because I kind of think I we wanted to have that. Bill Irwin as a queen. I knew we were missing someone. Oh wow! Okay, folks, this is this is an unprecedented event. We have a, an addition to the uh, queens of a uh, true Hall of Fame. Uh, an, another queen inducted this year. Count it is Bill Irwin, who has been earning it, Irwining it since <laughs> Rachel getting married. That's right. I'm, I feel good about that. Amongst, Me too. Amongst these other queens, too: Andrea Martin, Ellen Green, Julie Walters. I mean, it's just, what a gem that movie was. I love that we did that. Oh, my God, that movie was so much fun. And, and that Sheila McCarthy, I feel oh, like yes. we both were like, ooh, she was, who's that? Yes. And, uh, Jane Krakowski, you know, there was a, a little monologue of hers that I did clip. Um, I could certainly play it because she isn't actually in that clip. But if we want, sure. she, she has a, a surprising little monologue in the movie that I... Uh, I just love. And you know what? Jane Krakowski, I think, you know, we have always said she's been robbed in different ways. And so maybe she's she might even be getting like a best standout ensemble late edition oh, as well. I we like might be that. doing like we might that. be stepping out of order oh, and adding goodness. a few more inductees. Anything can happen at the Westons. That's our new quote. Anything. Here. Yes, <laughs> last year is gotta break some hearts the Westons and this year is anything can happen. Ooh, at the I just got chills. Me too. <laughs> uh well here's a really depressing monologue from Jane Krakowski and stepping out. One of my old ladies died this morning. I'm in geriatric this week. To be honest, it's the first patient I've seen die. I didn't think that I was going to be this upset. 
Fine nurse I am, right? I think what upset me so much was that nobody ever came to see her. And all last night, she just kept wanting to talk with me. And we were extremely busy. And some nights, it's very empty. But last night, it was very busy. I'm sorry. Just then when I told the doctor that she had died, he said, good, we needed another bed. And I have to get used to it, aren't I? Yes, you are. Somehow it makes it seem worse, doesn't it? I mean, you know, especially if you only know her as Jenna on 30 Rock, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know you went there. Uh, She's got the range. Yeah, the only time I ever thought she could, I I saw that range on 30 Rock is that last episode when she turns to the camera and says, I don't know Mickey Rourke. I don't know why I said that. Yes. Uh, Yeah, give Jane Krakowski a, a dramatic role, please. Somebody. Right? Right? Yeah. So uh, so we're going to count her as a late addition to the best featured ensemble. I'll, I'll make sure to add it so we have it in our records because I think, you know, that's how stepping out works. You she know, full of surprises. Yeah. Uh, our best, our next best ensemble uh, should be to nobody's surprise. It is, of course, the ensemble cast of Mass, which, of course, includes the aforementioned and aforloved uh, Martha Plimpton, Ann Dowd, Richard, uh, not Richard, Reed Burney, Jason Isaacs, Brita Wool. Uh, I'm forgetting Kendra's name, uh, but she's great as well. She uh, but here is the main cast of, of, of Mass. I know what you're referring to. There is nothing that wasn't covered in the depositions. But I want to hear it now. We never filed against you. We never took part in any of that. Maybe a better way than interrogating is to, to learn Fine. what we remember. Fine. So, tell me what you remember. Tell me about your son. What would you like to know? Everything. I want to know everything. Why? Why do I want to know about your son? Because he killed mine. Hmm. Ugh. And the Kendra was played by Michelle and Carter. Just to, it's Wonderful. such a great movie. Everyone deserves a name. But yeah, I mean that's you know I that was a little clip from like I think the first trailer for Mass, and that was the real like punch moment of like oh, that's what this is about. Yes, yes. Well, on the total opposite end of the spectrum, we're we're going into the land of musical theater and giving the next best ensemble to the cast the original cast of into the woods Kill, to kick, to go to the festival, into the woods. Into the 
Uh, I almost started to clap. <laughs> I figured that caught that captured just about everybody. Yes, that's yeah. perfect. Great choice. Um, yeah. Oh, Into the Woods was great. That was such a fun. Uh, I, I've loved how musical theater has weaved its way into Best Supporting Podcast, um, mostly with positive results, you know, and then occasionally a come from away, which was positive in its own way. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, our final nominee, it's sort of a special nomination for Best Ensemble, and it's really for what are affectionately known as Pedro's Chicas. It's the women that Pedro Almodovar frequently collaborates with in his movies, uh, actresses who appear very frequently, such as Penelope Cruz, Carmen Maura, Cecilia Roth, Rossi De Palma, Chu Slampriev. Um, even Antonio Banderas, you know, we'll, yes. we'll count oh him as a gosh. chica. So yeah, why not? Yeah. Marisa Paredes, uh, you know, and, and some other names that, you know, are in a few. Those are ones we've we talked about often that month. Um, I don't have one clip. I mean, oh, oh to create a montage oh, for them. Oh, that's a montage, yes. But what a, like, what an amazing sort of uh, ensemble of women who keep appearing sometimes in lead roles in one movie and then a small featured ensemble role in another and they're just amazing i mean i think one of the takeaways we had i think about carmen maura in women on the verge of a nervous breakdown was like do i know this woman did i is she why does she look like why do i know her you know yes yes so it's almost like they're in like um some like summer repertory theater where they're doing just stuff in rep and everyone plays a different role in the next play it's i i want to follow these women forever yeah yeah it was and that was one of the fun parts about doing the month of pedro was you know seeing carmen maura in women on the verge as you know much younger as the main character and then showing up in volver as the dead mother it's just you know penelope cruz like just the evolution from uh you know all about my mother to volver to parallel mothers like incredible yes great choice yeah, well, uh, our final big category before we get to our BSA of the year is is we we had a lot of moms, and and this is where some hearts had to break because our for our final category of best supporting mom, it was very competitive. Yeah, and we had to go with our hearts and our minds and our souls, <laughs> and um, so our first inductee for best supporting mom uh, is, you know, giving us that that yawny voice you love is Piper Laurie in Carrie. After all you've been taught, everyone in bad mama, everything in the sin. Come to your closet and pray. Ask to be forgiven. He's a nice boy, mom. You like him. You really like him, mama. Boys. <laughs> the boys. The boys, yes, the boys. After the blood comes the boys, like sniffing dogs, running and slobbering and trying to find out where that smell comes from, where the smell is. That smell. Listen, I know where they take and that cars. I've seen it all right. Well, you're not going. Or is that one? Tell that boy you're not going or we're going to move from here. No. You'll move from here and you'll never see that boy again. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, 
again, I, I'm I feel like I'm exhausting my uh, our, our listeners by saying this again, but listening to the audio of all these performances too, especially her, it's like she's it's it's like an aria. Yeah, I mean her other speech, you know, the one later where she talks about you know uh, the filthy hands running all over my body, and I locked it. Yes. I mean it's. It, that is, I think, one of the the finest moments of like uh, perfectly executed camp that isn't bad. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I just I don't. It it lives in such a strange little place where like Margaret White is high camp, and yet I also take it seriously. Yeah, we have holy camp, and uh, then there's the good camp. The good villa. Yeah, and the good camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's giving us the good camp. But uh, if you don't have that store-bought, it's fine. That's right. Well, our next Best Supporting Mom, and I'll tell you this, she jumped on and off the list, and once I pulled the clip, I was like, no, I'm really glad she made it, because this was a a performance, you know, from uh, an actress that we've seen for years, and I really think was something significant. This is Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog. When I was little, I, I felt a chill in my spine when I heard the chalk squeak on a blackboard. Oh, Miss, <laughs> Mrs. Merchant, that's who it was. She, she drew chalk stars by our names on the blackboard. I wonder why it was stars she gave us. Why not diamonds? Why not hearts? Why not spades? <laughs> why? I wonder why it was always stars. She gives some some face in this movie. That that scene where they have the dinner party and she's just like, or she they have like the the guy and his wife, Francis Conroy. Yes, you know, and she's just like lost. She's just completely lost inside of herself. And I just I was like, wow. Kirsten Dunst, you're fucking something. Yeah, she's like it's very Laura Brown, like, I'm terrified. <laughs> like her just sitting uh-huh. on that bench, not knowing what to do, like a yeah. like a scared dog, to be honest. I mean, Kirsten Dunst is Laura Brown. That's kind of what this <gasps> performance oh, is, but yes. really right? I mean, she she would be perfect for that. Yeah. Amen. Love you, Kirsten. Kirsten, Kirsten, no one really knows. Yeah, they call her Kiki, but she and I are not on a nickname basis. That's right. That's right. Well, next we have, um, we're hopping back to the Land of Musical Theater. You know, some people have, you know, Mama Rose is considered one of the best mother, like, musical theater roles of all time. But in my opinion, it goes to Margaret Johnson. And this is Victoria Clark in The Light in the Piazza. So much wanting something, so much reaching for it. So much wishing just to have one moment back. So much being patient, so much blind acceptance. I know, no, I don't know. A mother here in Italy. Such care of her. So much reaching for it. 
Bravo on that choice, Colin. The beauty is reprise. It. I feel like it found me. I found in another clip before this where she she talks about watching the her get sure the, the pony monologue. Yeah, yeah, the pony monologue then turns into a little bit of a song. But then I clicked ahead a little bit and I was like, Oh, this found me. Yeah, this found that's me. the meat and potatoes right there. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, Oh man, she was good in this. Yes. I forgot about that voice. Oh. It's kind of like Piper Laurie. She has like a lilty voice. Yeah, you know? that Southern North Carolina lilt. Yeah, yeah, she's got the lil. I heard the lil. I heard the lil. <laughs> <laughs> the lil. Love you, lil. Vicky. Love you forever. Yeah. Uh, our next uh, best supporting mom. Boy, am I happy to see her on the list. Uh, Jan Hooks <gasps> in Thirty Rock. Yes. I need you to hold up your end. That money order you said that was only for half. Uh, that was a down payment, Verna. You'll get the rest after you fulfilled your Mother's Day duties. That's kind of a problem for me, because I already spent that down payment on the first half of my boob job. It's not an implant. It's just a little yank up, you know? I mean, I got the meat, Jack. Go ahead and feel them. Feel the difference. Very different indeed. <laughs> like a cantaloupe and a Ziploc bag of mushroom soup. <laughs> But you're not getting the rest of that money until you give Jenna all the Mother's Day love she deserves. Whatever. Narc. That mushroom soup joke is so funny. It's so perfect. I'm like, which Uh, goon in the writing room came up with that one? Because I want to shake their hand. And like just the rhythm of like a Ziploc bag of mushroom soup. You know, but I got the meat jack is is so it I mean that I wanted a tote back. I got the meat jack. I just I love Jan Hooks. Uh she, what a what a doll. Yes, a national treasure. Yeah. Huh, well her mother is freshly dead. Um, but our last in oh no, second to last, I will say, inductee in this category is none other than Susie Essman in Broad City. Pick a color. Oh, I'm just gonna use one of theirs. Well, how are you gonna do touch ups during the week? Mom, she's a high-class waspy Jew, a Philadelphia queen from down the main line, king of Prussia mole. (laughs) Bobby, I I just wanted to say that I'm really sorry about Grandma Esther passing away. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. But don't cry for Grandma Esther. That woman lived 92 full years. She played for the Rockford Peaches. Uh-huh. She sang at the Cotton Club. And she f***ed Little Richard. Oh, I forgot about that. Wait, I thought Little Richard was gay. No, bisexual, bisexual alien. alien. Besides, you know what? Gets me a chance to go to Canal Street and pick up some handbags for the girls back on Long Island. Mom, I thought we were done with the bag obsession. Excuse me, Alana. My mother just died. I was done, but now I'm dipping my toe back in. Speaking of which, sweetheart, you're going to need a much stronger scissor for that big toe, okay? Thank you. <laughs> I made sure to include the Philadelphia main Oh, line. my gosh. King of Prussia <laughs> Mall. Mall. <laughs> oh, gosh. It makes me laugh so hard. Great clip. Great clip. Mm. Love you, Suze. So good. Oh, my God. Uh, excuse me, Alana. My mother is dead. I love that pivot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, our last best supporting mom, you know, last year we uh, all our moms are great, but you know, I feel like one in particular, Joe Beth Williams and Poltergeist, stood out as like, oh, but if I had to choose, this year is a little bit harder because they are all so great. But one that I I just want more people to see and more people to appreciate because like 
it is such a fucking good performance. It is so she's doing so much. Uh, is Jane Howdy Shell in the Humans? And how's Aunt Mary? <laughs> oh, she's hanging in there. Oh, God love her. Rich, this is their aunt who had both knees replaced. I drive her to her <laughs> physical so. therapy. They got this contraption now to help load her into the pool. Oh, fancy. Oh, and did I email you that Pam Hoban has ovarian cancer? She does. Oh, How's she doing? Yeah. I'm taking her to her treatments because her and her brother, they don't speak anymore. Mm -hmm. She's being tough, so. What else? Oh, on Tuesdays. Mom, I'm you're now... talking with your mouth full. I'm now volunteering. Father Paul told me, and don't roll your eyes, Eric. I'm not saying a word. Right in Scranton, there's a whole community of refugees from Bhutan. <laughs> what? It's not funny. Let me guess. St. Deirdre is coming to their rescue. You have no idea. Be quiet. You have no idea. These people have nothing. They're all just looking to learn English to find work. We think we have nothing, but man. That's great you're volunteering. Thanks, Rich. How are you, Mom? Amy didn't ask how the Republic of Bhutan was doing. I'm good, smartass. I said that already. Now, why don't you open your gifts? Mom, I was just teasing you guys. I love this because I it, it's sort of like Martha Plimpton in Mass, where it's like I really believe that Jane Howdy Shell is this woman. Oh yeah, she's driving everyone to their appointments. Oh, do you remember that scene, like the cake scene, where someone tells, yes. "Oh my God!" Like it's it makes me. It's so devastating in a way too. Is it like, is it her husband that says like, he doesn't say like have another piece of cake, but something happens. And yeah, there's like a, a uh, something about, cause she, I think she's on Weight Watchers and yeah, there's a cake scene and I was like going to find it. And then I was like, you know, it's okay though. I, that's, I just have to rewatch this whole movie. One, yeah. Yeah. So much of it's visual. So much is just like Jane, just like staring into the abyss. Yes. It's, uh, you know, that, that chair scene where she's struggling to get oh, out of the yes, chair. Oh yes. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. So she's really, I mean, this is, I feel like such an underrecognized movie and she is, they're all great, obviously best ensemble, but like hands down, uh, a reason to go watch this on Showtime. Jane Howdy shell, incredible performance. I love that. I love that we ended on Jane. Another Jane. Yeah. Jane, Jane, we love a Jane around here. We do. Yeah. We do. Well, I think that means that we have arrived at our final award of the evening. Uh, this is our BSA of the year. This is pretty significant because last year, I believe we gave it to Anne Dowd. Oh, lead us in with this, Colin. Well, you know, I think... the last year i mean i think you know for all the movies we were talking about and dad was just this like fixture for us last year as like oh we she just kept popping up and she just we kept swooning over her and then you know we we she kept you know we we, we did, did the margo and ann you know interview episode we talked about hereditary i mean it was just she was just our you know we gave it all to ann yes. and so this year it's like who who other than Real Housewives of New York City, obviously, which, you know, as we all remember, was uh, 
a significant part of our lives. Who really gooped us? What really were we like, wow, where'd that come from? And uh, I think... I think it's only fair to say that the BSA of the year this year is uh, okay, Liza Minnelli. Uh, really? I, yeah. It's like her announcing Coda at the Oscars, and we did Liza with a Z. We did Stepping mm-hmm. Out, not to mention all of her, like, I mean, I guess it's all from one interview with Larry King, but, like, she is an interview queen. Like, on just oh. go to YouTube or TikTok and just uh, enjoy yourself. Yeah. What are you talking to me about Elizabeth Taylor for? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, alive. I have yeah. being alive. I uh, I have two. They're and they're a little bit longer. I'm gonna admit, but I have two clips that I I was like, how do we choose? Oh, and perfect. so, uh, you know, this is a real. I think we're seeing two sides of Liza. Um, this first clip is, you know, certainly uh, everything is a visual experience but you know you, you get plenty of it oh you know audio only with liza but this is from liza with a z and uh this is her just going through a series of emotions in the song uh it was a good time <gasps> yes, yes. journey i'll never get tired of uh, I, never never ever ever sometimes i will be driving in my car and i'm trying to figure out what what can i listen to and then i just re- i remember it and it always comes at the best time 
uh, literally the best time. Yeah. Uh, or it was a good time, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the what a perfect clip to just summarize why she is a legend. And, you know, we lost Angela Lansbury today. It's the day we're recording. And I, I think it's important to uh, celebrate as many women as we can every day. So I'm so happy this is going to Liza. Yeah, I am, too. I really it, it, it was such a I obviously have always been aware of her and kind of like, oh, yeah, Liza, Liza, Liza. But then like. We did stepping out, and it was like we had so much fun with that. And then it was like I need more Liza. And then we did Liza with a Z, and I had never seen it before, and I felt like oh, like I it was an awakening that you know, <laughs> so many gay men are like uh huh, um, yeah. I remember my first Liza. Yeah, and so and this in particular, this number, like I couldn't believe that this number wasn't from a show. You know, like I couldn't yes. believe this was just for Liza with a Z. I was like, it's so. There's a whole fucking world here. And I love when, when she like can barely sing. It's just, I, I want to see a drag queen do this so bad. Oh my God. Yes. Someone please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other side, you know, to kind of close us out, the other side of Liza that I wanted to play is this clip from Stepping Out, which in particular with understanding who Liza is and what we just heard, I, I love this more sort of like subdued Liza, actress Liza, playing a character that I think of as like an alternate reality Liza. And um, mm. it's just kind of an interesting, like here's the other side of her. And, and it's not just about the big ridiculous moments and the big dramatic ones, but like she she's like a genuinely great actress. Yes. Did you always want to be a dancer? Did I always want to be a dancer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I did. I bet you were really good. Oh, I was okay. Pretty hot stuff in my day. Do you miss it? Yeah. Sometimes I do. But not so much now that I'm teaching. I mean, I see you guys getting better, and it makes me feel better. About everything. <laughs> Did you ever do any big shows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I worked all the time. I did a lot of big shows. It was mostly in the chorus. But still, I... Actually, the last show I did... Do you remember a show about eight years ago called The Wonderful Years? Mm. No. Too young. <laughs> anyway, the music I was dancing to in the other room, that's from that show. Oh, Leonard had a wonderful score. Anyway, I got to understudy the star in that show, and she got sick, and I went on. I bet you were great. I killed him. I did, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> it was only for a week, but for a week I killed him. <laughs> After that, she came back and finished the run. But some good things started to happen to me. You know, I, I got my picture in the paper a couple of times. I got some really good auditions. I even auditioned for Bob Fosse once. I didn't get the job, but I got to touch his sleeve. You know, they told me that if I'd stuck around, I could have... Anyway, I left town shortly after that. What happened? I fell in love. 
Oh, Eliza, you're incredible. And we fell in love with you, Eliza. Right. And that scene, of course, was with Weston, recent Weston winner, Jane Krakowski. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. By the, the skin of her teeth, by the skin of her dead old lady got in. Yes, uh, yes. But anyway, I'm glad she also got to be part of this BSA of the Year moment for Liza. Uh, I, and and that is, I mean, that's the Westons. Yeah, we're standing on the stage in our tuxedos, a glass of champagne in our hands. Yeah, I just, I can't believe it happened. And um, it was a lot, you know, it, 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 the evening star didn't get any nominations. I know, you know, there, uh, there's all sorts of, uh, there's always going to be omissions. Always heart, hearts going to be broken. You never know what to expect. All those things. That's the Westons. Right. It's Westons, baby. Yeah, I can't wait to see what, ha- like who we talk about this upcoming year and, you know, more new categories. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to shake things up. Yeah. Yeah, we're year. just getting started. So, uh, whoo. I mean, I, I don't know if... I, it, it sounds like the news is coming on soon. And so I yeah, we think ran over. we, yeah, I think they are, they, the, the prompter is like, wrap it up. You're getting Marco's at the prompter. He's oh like, come on. yeah. Come on. Come on. There's half a can with my name on it. <laughs> uh, and I think that means that we are truly getting played off. Yes. Well, uh, where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kuchav. How about you? Well, you can find me on my other two podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or All Right, Mary. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, but of course, you could also find both of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. And as per usual, keep your peepers peeled because on Patreon, we are continuing our coverage of season one of Smash. We're just talking about the understudy episode this week. Rebecca Duvall, she's trapped Ugh. in Cuba. It's a good one. It's, it's a good a one. It's a solid episode. It like, is. For Smash. Like, I feel like it's probably the most normal episode in quotes. I would say it, it definitely is maybe the, especially after the past couple bonkers weeks we've had, there is zero one Republic in this episode. Yes. And Christian Borrell for the ages. Right? Oh, potentially a queen next year. Yes. It, there we go. It was too soon. It was too soon. You know, maybe, maybe if I'd seen this episode a little bit, or who knows. But in any event, that is all to be discussed on patreon.com slash bsapod. Get on over there, folks. Yeah. And I think after everything we've discussed and covered and celebrated and reviewed and added in at the last minute this week at the Westons, I can very confidently say that that, as they say, is that. Is that.